Welcome to the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop. I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything. This is the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Jo. Hey guys, this is Lou here at Aegis Comics of Alaska, the podcast for Alaska's geeks to figure out what the hell to put in their box. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm joined here by uh, Eric the Red. Eric here. the Red, yes. Sorry guys, it's not Amy this week. <laughs> I might I might have to step up my game and you know get some Red Sonia costume cosplay going in here to make up for it. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. No, oh, don't no. do that. <laughs> oh my God. No, uh, um, uh, today was, uh, well, this week was an interesting week. We uh, we got our new orders in, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, you, you helped unpack them, for right. sure. You, you that supervised means I got to, I, that said means I, unpacking. That means I got to see you know, what condition they arrived in, too. <sighs> yeah, the, I, I didn't realize that uh, those uh, that Scott Campbell, those Scott Campbell covers were actually like 1 in 50 and uh, I think actually higher ratio yeah. books that Marvel had sent as a thank you. and. All of those came in bent up and damaged. Oh, yeah, a lot of spine bends, yeah, that's for sure. The, oh, spine bend, nothing. The whole cover was bent on that thing. Yeah. And it's just, uh, once again, uh, we don't know what Diamond's doing at their warehouse, but they clearly they're the final authority. They should be teaching us about how to appropriately package books and how to treat comics and how to identify them. You would think when... That warehouse employee at Diamond is packing boxes, and they see on their little list one in fifty ratio, or one in five hundred ratio, or thank you variant, or whatever. Something special and different for yeah, sure. Because they they have sent us books in Gemini boxes, right. bagged and boarded, that were just normal books. So it's almost like they, the people that they're hiring at their warehouse have zero knowledge of comic books. So well, they, they don't know what they're packing. I know. And like we discussed earlier, you know, it's, it's almost, you know, when you when push comes to shove, right? Diamond's like the final stage. It, it's almost like their attention to detail determines the value of the book. Yeah. If, if you think about it, it's like the condition you receive it in from them because it doesn't come from the publishers, Direct. It comes from Diamond, which means the condition we get the book in is what CGC is going to be reviewing, right? And 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 you know rating. So if you get the book and it's already got dings on it, well, that means the value of the book, based on Diamond's efforts, has already has already decreased. So yeah, and that is uh, uh, probably the most painful thing out of all this because yeah. it, uh, you're just sitting there going, dude, man, do you guys even? care about what you're shipping do you even care about the fact that you're literally killing your shops i think you pointed Uh, out to me it's like you know this is a you know what we've all viewed for those who might not know it's like you know diamond is like the sole you know sole source right right and you think they supply to everybody well in reality and they do but reality is they only have three thousand customers i mean you think about it a large company with just three thousand customers Mm -hmm. and that's not a huge customer base, but the impact they have, you know, on the values, on the trades, on the cons, you know, the conventions and the, the exchanges back and forth in the markets is tremendous. And I think that's why uh, uh, a lot of the shops are disappointed. And I wonder, you know, I definitely uh, link them to the, the failures of a lot of shops because 
if your shop is basing its entire business on new books, they're going to go under because if your customers are coming in and one out of every 10 books that you're going to sell are damaged, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- that's a that's a big loss you're taking every single time. Well, and yeah, granted, yeah, I can, uh, I'll message Diamond and say, hey, you got to credit me on this book now. But it's very aggravating at checkout when I have good customers, by the way. They're not nitpicky. No. They, I would not buy something damaged. And, you know, it's the only book that they ordered. So I only had one or two of them in the shop. And it anyway. comes with a spine roll, you know, and or guy, it comes right. with a bend. You know? And the customer rightfully so says, hey, Lou, I'm not paying for this. I don't want this book. Right. So then that's another sale lost. Who cares that Diamond's giving me credit for that book? That that doesn't pad the the bank account of the shop no. for that rainy day when we don't have people that can come into the shop because of another uh, pandemic or some other craziness that goes on. Well, know? and I wouldn't blame the customer. I mean, if they're looking for that book and they want it in a certain condition, that's that's going to be, they're not going to, you know, if they feel they're not going to get it here, they're going to turn to eBay or they're going to turn to some online market and, you know, hopefully get a better condition book. So the impact of not having attention to deta- detail or um, understanding the shipment and the movement that box is going to go through while it transits. Right. And, you know, that's going to shuffle things around inside the box. They need to be taking that in consideration. Oh, yeah. You know, you know it, oh, God, it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I sit there and I'm like, uh, I don't know of any other industry that would tolerate that, you know. No, I get it. You know, I, I almost feel like those grocery stores that <laughs> order eggs. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's got to be a loss matrix for that. Well, look, look what we just went through, the pandemic. All right? you know, right. We're still kind of going through. The, the initial impact when it was huge because our market, our transit system and supply chain is one of those supply on demand kind of thing, right? right. It's just in time delivery, right. which means if there's any delay then the customer, the restaurant, the grocery store is not going to get their product because there's been a delay at the shipping end or a delay at the manufacturing end. And it was, it's huge. It's like that's I hate to I hate to figure out why I run on toilet paper, but you know, when we, you you run into that. You, right. you run into that limit that if 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 there's not paying attention it's gonna have a, it's gonna have an impact. Yeah, it it's oh God. And but, I, and I could see yeah it, so you know I could see, you know the uh, the grocery store that's requiring <laughs> eggs and then one out of you know one one out of every thirty dozens of eggs has smashed eggs that's a carton that they can't sell right you know and to be honest with you I, I guess growing up Puerto Rican in New York <laughs> you know we, we were poor as is anyway and uh, when we go to the grocery store this is a habit that I've done to this day and I know people. In Palmer, if you see my crazy ass in the grocery store at Three Bears, and you see me checking that each egg, egg, I still do it. I, I still I do, do it. it I, I pop it open and I move each one. You know, it's something I picked up from my dad. I don't yeah. know what you know. It's and I asked it's him because you appreciate the you penny. Put, it doesn't matter whether you're no, white, black, no, Hispanic, no, whatever. Absolutely. If you, especially if you, grew I don't up want that cracked egg. Penny. So I move it. Yeah, move yeah. it. Is it moving? Is it shifted? Yeah, yeah. that's but, why we joined the military because we weren't rich. No, we definitely weren't. Rich, and then so. we had powdered eggs. Yes, yes. <laughs> so then exactly. our eggs went down. Yeah, our egg quality definitely. <laughs> yeah. Our tolerance level. Yeah. And I think I think that's what it is. Diamond just thinks that uh, they're shipping us powdered eggs. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll take it. We'll, yeah, take, we'll it. take it. <laughs> you know, and it, oh god. Well, how about, how about this one? You know, you order eggs, and they ship you. You, know, you get like two eggs. Oh, and here's four, five loaves of bread that you never, you know, never expected. Right. You know, here yeah. the comic you never ordered, the, oh, yeah. the graphic novel you never ordered. And you're just <laughs> like, how did this show up? And that's what's happened. Like we're looking there, and you're looking at it's me not like, in your inventory. It's, it's not an like, inventory. Who ordered this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that one came in mint condition. Yeah, <laughs> we have no owner. For Nobody it. wants it. Nobody wants it. You know, and uh, so I think uh, uh, that's one of the good things that's happened, and uh, uh, we had it on our YouTube channel. But uh, uh, that's why I'm not putting all my eggs. Oh, dad joke. In one basket. <laughs> Is that going to start June doing? off? You're going to start June off with a dad joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because. Uh, that's why we went and we bought these massive collections yeah. in the last week and a half, and we're fattening up the back issue bins because I, you know, we've said it before, but the, our back issue bins, I can't speak for every shop in the nation, but at Ages Comics of Alaska, our back issue bins outperform our new books three to one. Oh, let's so, not let's not you know miss out on the fact that there are hidden gems that are in there. I mean, we've right. had some people pull, go through them and pull things like, "Oh, wow, I didn't even know that was in there." And yeah, and, it's and, it's and pretty awesome. Like, and I don't get upset for that. No. I celebrate it. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, that's great. Good you find, dude. <laughs> Keep digging in those long boxes. Mm-hmm. Lords of the Long Box. <laughs> But you know, oh, we're they, sellouts, right? Yeah, we're, we're sold out. <laughs> Yo, TiVo, Nemesis Prime, Auto, Dark Side Jedi. Yo, when do we get a cut? <laughs> when do we get a cut of that Lords of the Long Box? You know, but uh, hey, put that in my box. Yeah, put that in my box. But you know, uh, no, but it's true though that uh, it makes it worthwhile for them to go into long oh, boxes because yeah. if I pulled every single key out of there. Why even dig into the long no. box? So we, we do have those gems in there for them. And you don't know what the customer is looking for. I mean, again, we talked about this. It's like not every customer is going to have a complete run. And it's going to be, you know, they may want that issue 15 that nobody, it's not a key, you know, that nobody cares about. Right, right, yet right. they're going to pick it up. They're going to want it. So, right. you know, the back issue bin, that's where the holes get filled in collections. And yeah. that's where the, you know, at conventions, if you've ever been to them, and I know you have, yeah. that's where the money is made. That's it's right. not. It's sure it's made on the variants and the mm. signatures, but in real honesty, you know those people who go to the conventions and bring collections. It's, right. it's the boxes that the customers are going through. The convention goers are going. They're looking for the hidden gem or looking to fill that gap. Yeah, and and it, that's it, no different at the comic book store. It's just a mini convention. I will. I will <laughs> say right now, man, the stuff that I was watching uh, 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 on YouTube where they were just, uh, and you got to be careful what you watch on YouTube too. But th- this was pretty. Uh, uh, there's a channel called Thinking Critical, so I might as mm-hmm. well give them some props. And you know, I don't agree with everything they say on that channel, but it's a hidden gem you found. It, it's a hidden gem because <laughs> they, they had yeah because they had a uh, they had multiple uh, shop owners one time, mm-hmm. and you saw that different demographic there. You had the old school shop owner that's been in it forever. You had the semi nuke shop owner that he he does. He's a college town shop owner, so he does strictly new books and graphic mm-hmm. novels. And then you had the other one that was kind of halfway, you know, in and uh, out. He's trying to bring, he's trying to do the new guy, the new generations, and, and still the which old is what long term collection. Here, yeah, to be yeah. honest, and uh, uh, and um, I understand that I have I have half of my my customers that love the new stuff. They're only interested in the new stuff, mm-hmm. but then I have the other half. 
from different age groups, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, let me go into this. That I have a 13-year-old kid that comes in here. He refuses to buy new books. He won't even look at new books. He only goes in the back issue bins because that's how he's reconnecting with his dad. Oh, and that is I awesome. A, that is uh, awesome. I have female customers that come in here all the time. That That's the same thing. That's how they, they connect with their parents. As a matter of, uh, it just so happens that I had a, a father-daughter team that comes in here all the time. Actually, I have a couple of father-daughter teams that come in here, and that's how they're bonding. They're bonding in the back issue bins for the most part. It's they, awesome to see that, yeah. that that love, though, that passion for comics continue. I right. mean, in my own home, I have the same thing. It's like, you know, my the one of my children's 14. He, you know, he comes and occasionally helps out. You've met, you know, Jacob. And, yeah. and he, by doing so, started realizing, hey, this comic book thing that I see Dad doing all the time. All the time is kind of cool. He's even started his own pull box, right? Right. And my, you know, my younger one, Sean, he's the same way. You know, he's now kind of found an, an interest in, you know, in the comic books, and that's great. You know, when parents are out there struggling to find something to read, comic books is kind of a key to yeah. the kid's heart in a way. Yeah, you know, it really is. And, and to bond over it, that's awesome. And, and, and you know, it provides a safe place. It really know? does. Well. Uh, Man, my prayers go out to all these places that are falling victim to the protests and having shit burnt down and everything else, which everyone has free speech. Everyone should be able to voice uh, their concerns about social injustice and everything else. Mm -hmm. But when you cross the line and start burning stuff down and everything else, that's just uncalled for, Mm -hmm. right? And I understand the anger and stuff that's out there, but there's a better way of doing it. Except for, the, being... except for the one looter I saw that was walking out with, with cheesecake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, know, you got yeah, it, man. Okay, okay. So if, if you're yeah. going to go take some, I, I'll give you the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get, <laughs> but, you know, I, we, know damn, we know damn well that uh, uh, we know that you have those people out there that they're, they're just doing it because they want that free TV. They don't even know what the hell they're rioting over. No, no, they're, no, they just no, want the free that. TV and they, they, they're trying to get that free furniture. And with that being said, right. number one, that's why I feel like we're blessed up here in Alaska that uh, uh, people, it's such a small community. Everybody knows each other. Absolutely. And, and uh, the, the other thing is that with a shop like this, People can forget about all that stuff. And that'll be the last time I speak about that here. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to put that out there that I I feel blessed and privileged that we have a shop like this where people can come in here and they don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. People say what the hell they want as long as you're not being hurtful and disrespectful. You say what you want in the shop as long as it's you know, about the comic industry. You know, can I get guys... Unless you think Batman is better than Superman. Yo, okay. Yo, I'm yo, sorry. Yo, At that hey, point, hey, we're hey, gonna have to have a you hey, know. Hey, you know, people people <laughs> fight clubs go start. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like uh, people can come in here and they can forget about all the stuff that's outside. Absolutely. Come in here and they're just gonna see those books, and we can talk about art. We can talk about artists. Talk about the history, mm-hmm. and you know that uh, a lot of the the social stuff is actually addressed and. And has been addressed over and over again mm-hmm. by uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, the predecessors, you know, Stan Lee, uh, Neil Jack Adams. Kirby, Neil Adams. Mm-hmm. These guys all dealt with that stuff, yep. you know. So, And we've talked about that in the past, and I think that's why it gives people a really healthy out here where they can just delve into the, the fantasy world of comic books and not worry about... Uh, uh, 
take a break from take a break from the yeah, craziness absolutely. for a minute. So this is a safe place for them to do that. And comic books so, smell good. And yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> it depends on whose collection. <laughs> you get, right? Okay, well, you know, we're hoping that the ones we're providing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's part collection. of our smell test when we yeah. go and look at them. And it's like, all right, hold on a second, <laughs> check this book out. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, so back to the topic at hand. You know, the uh, uh, the reason. Uh, the shop owners all talking and boy they really hammered on the guy that was relying on strictly new books because they were like yo you're not gonna he's not gonna last yeah Mm -hmm. well they were like you haven't made yourself uh pandemic proof your business has to be pandemic proof and if you're not uh uh, doing something that uh can that can sell in any situation Mm -hmm. you kind of screwed yourself and i got that uh and I'm talking about uh, supply chains. Yeah. If they completely shut us down and they say, no, nope, you can't even do online sales, which I think it's unconstitutional. But right. if they were to completely do a, a 100% shutdown, and I have my conspiracies on that. <laughs> but uh, if they did that, uh, uh, you know, there's nothing you could do to prevent, you know, catastrophic financial failure. But if you're uh, – if you're – once again, put you know, putting all your eggs in one basket, and you're only <laughs> relying on, uh, on, uh, on let's say new books, for instance, and you're relying on the supply chain, the supply chain. from Diamond Comics, for instance, mm-hmm. who's the monopoly and all this. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure because at any moment they may get tired of us complaining about them all the time and Geppy might turn around and say, you know what, screw these guys. I'm shutting this down. Mom. My family's made enough money since the 1980s. Uh, we've we've already cleaned out all these shops from their money <laughs> because Geppy, you got to remember the Diamond Comics model is they make all their money off the retailers. They exactly. don't make any money off of the customer. No. They make zero dollars <clears throat> off the no, customer. No, it comes from the stores themselves. It comes from the stores themselves because mm-hmm. we pay for all this stuff up front and a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, the now 2,900 customers that they have left after, <laughs> you know, the industry's just kind impl- of imploding a little bit. Been from, imploding. Yeah. Well, the, the 100% of their income comes from the retailers and what we are buying. Like said, we're the customers. We're the customers. We're the customers for the and, distributor. And if they're screwing us over with shipping, you know, they don't care because it doesn't affect their sales. <laughs> no. You know, uh, we're we're still going to make the orders because we're trying to feed the need of the customer. Right. But if we the market gets redirected towards back issues, right? Well, that's a whole different story because uh, that market is its own infrastructure. Well, it's, it's got its, its own, own structure, yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's own. Are, are we going to are we going to start developing a dark web for comics now? Is yes, that where we're going with this? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we are. Oh, by the way, stick around. I know you guys have noticed by now there's there's props on the table. There's a reason for that. Stick around to the end, and we'll we'll clarify why they're here. (laughs) Guys, because I don't know either. (laughs) But I just thought it was just cool. This is totally unscripted. Yeah, I thought it was cool. (laughs) uh, 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 I will say that I am super, super happy now. I was very skeptical about the lunar distribution thing. Mm Uh, you know, because they are linked to Midtown. Midtown, sure. Midtown's a lot bigger. Well, Midtown was yeah. online only. Right. Midtown is well. No, 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 I'm no sorry. they're not. They They've actually got their have store, massive, massive stores in New York. They have multiple uh, shops, and they're and, right uh, across the street from there. Yeah, but the uh, the big th- the big thing with Midtown is that. Uh, They've dominated the online store business. Yeah. A lot of anyone who doesn't live in New York knows Midtown from from the online store and right. knows that uh, 
they're the best at shipping comics. Right. I mean, right, right. now, uh, I used them at one point. So because I was out of country and how you know right. that was the way I was getting my stuff. So yeah, I anybody who's been in the, you know comics for any period of time, if they've ever right. tried to get to a place where they haven't had an LCS, you know, there's no local store. Well. Do one search, Midtown will be like your top hit on Google. Right. So it's it, they dominate. Now, runner-up for shipping is uh, uh, TKO. Mm-hmm. I have never, ever received a book here uh, that wasn't bubble-wrapped from TKO. I yeah. always... They appreciate their customer. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, um, that, I mean, that's... They're they're setting the standard for how you're supposed to ship books Mm -hmm. because Lunar Distributions, which is a a partner company of Midtown Comics, they're now distributing for DC exclusively. I made my first order with them uh, two nights ago. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a shot with them to just test the waters. I've been emailing back and forth with them as recently as about two hours ago to figure out what the cost is going to be though for shipping because yeah. the cost is, is that's somewhat prohibitive. welcome to alaska because, yeah it's alaska <laughs> and that's why you know i've said it over and over again that's why you don't see comic book shops on every corner up here in alaska no. like you do in the lower 48 because it's expensive to ship these books up here you don't have much profit margin no you do it because you love yeah, it you, you do, do it because you love it. it and you do it because uh you hope that uh uh You'll get enough. You get that action comics number right. one. Well, the other thing is, it's uh, comic books is volume sales. Yeah. All day long, twice on Sunday, it's volume sales. If you're not moving enough of the books, you're not making any money. Now, welcome to the yeah. deep delve into the comic book industry, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and that's that's the bottom line. That's why people uh, don't jump into this business because it's very high risk when it comes to uh, uh, how you do this. Because if you uh, I didn't come into this as a hobby. I came into this as an entrepreneur. I want to make money from this business, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I want to do it in a in a positive way that people are happy, um, putting smiles on their faces. I'm not dealing dope here. I'm dealing comics. Well, not dope yeah. as we know it. Yeah, you know, not you know, dope as we know it. Everybody comes in every Wednesday. Some people act as if they're coming to get their fix. <laughs> and when they yeah. don't, when they don't, you know, with their when their supply wasn't in, it's like, oh man. Yeah, that's true. Some take it very Some, personal. It's like, I'm jonesing for my Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Lou. You got my stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, but with that being said, you know, it's a it, it's a cool niche to be a part of. But we're all cool people. It's yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, the comic book fan, the comic book reader, there's no uh, there's no race. There's no there's no. Religious differences. Think about it. We read about aliens all day. I mean, we read about other worlds. Exactly. So this idea of division is not is not in the industry. It's not what we do. That's right. So I think that's why you see so many uh, people from so many different walks of life come into this shop. I mean, uh, if you're a judgmental person, you wouldn't survive. You wouldn't survive a shop. We get every walk of life that comes (laughs) in this shop, man. Every. Far left, far right, in the middle, completely out of this world thinking. You know, we get it all in the shop, and I love it yeah. because it keeps me entertained and it gives me. You get warm. your My Little Pony reader, and, yeah. and and your deceased, your DC, you know, your your red mother, your 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 horror comic reader in the same store. Twenty six awesome. years of uniformed law enforcement, and I can tell you. 
that I now more than ever have a lot of hope in society because of this shop, man. I meet some of the coolest people in this shop, man, from different walks of life that have opened my eyes and opened my heart to all, to uh, just different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And because when you're uh, in uniform, you, you have one view you, even though first, yeah. I, I've always uh, uh, modeled myself as someone that loves people and mm-hmm. I did it for the right reasons mm-hmm. man it's so refreshing to just see the uh, this just this it's like a, I got a new pair of glasses man a new prescription when I came in and opened up this shop man it's right? just it's a whole different uh, and everybody's got a story everybody's, everybody's got, got a story, story. Man. I you know, it was amazing what was it two weeks ago I think now the the gentleman that came in well you met him at the bottom of the stairs the Spider-Man vehicle in his own Spider-Man bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's a story. I've, today, seen, I've seen that vehicle on the roads on Glen Highway a lot, driving up and down, coming home from work. Mm-hmm. But to see that that is a comic book lover, now every time I see it, there's going to be a guy, I know that's something about that guy. That is awesome, you know? Oh, yeah. At first, I yeah. thought the Spider-Man bus was cool in the first place. I was thinking it was, honestly, I, I thought it was like some for hire party thing, right? Right, you know, right? Get a cool tour in the Spider-Man bus. But to realize, you know, that belongs to somebody and the effort they put in for that gentleman is amazing. Well, I mean, Austin, Austin, uh, and it's funny we call him gentleman. He's a, he's a kid, <laughs> but he's way more mature <laughs> because he, his mom explained to me that he deals because of the the medical staff around him, he deals with more adults than mm-hmm. he ever does kids. So he's just way more mature uh, uh, for his age. And um, for someone who's a uh, uh, wheelchair-bound, uh, to be able to still influence people, that kid puts a smile on my face every time I see him. I make sure that I go downstairs Absolutely. to, to greet him because he's just, he just, yeah, he's just... He's always, he's, happy. Shy, he's always happy. He's always happy. It's like yeah. he's that positive energy guy. Yeah. You know, it's like you're around him, you just feel good. And you, and, <laughs> and then you know when you're around these physic physically capable people that are just sour it's like, like dude, you're you negative energy. No, man. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what what hard is. No. And yet this kid's smiling. You know. So anyway, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, the the people that you meet here, it just it, it changes your perspective on things, and it reminds you of uh, uh, what to be appreciative about too Mm -hmm. so uh, that's why we opened up the shop and so yeah I do take it personal now even more personal now when I get damaged goods that I was supposed somebody was waiting for you know right you care about your customer you know you knew who that was that's the thing it's like you have a connection you knew who that particular issue was for and you feel for them you You feel their loss that's exactly right Sure, we talk about the the lost sale if the person doesn't pick it up, and you know that's the reality. Nobody needs to buy something they don't want to, they don't feel is the condition they wanted it. But you feel bad for that because you know they came in there with the hope of an expectation. You know they had this I can't wait to read moment, right. and then they saw it, and it's just like Ugh. you know. It, it, or, or like when they end a a series, like <laughs> so. Uh, People listening that aren't comic readers will be like, "Dude, grow up!" No, no it's no. not that. It's uh, and and. And screw imagine you if you don't get it. Yes, no, right. no, I'm no. just kidding. Imagine, if the, imagine no. if the Walking Dead ended suddenly. Yeah. Oh, like it did. <laughs> like it did, right? No, but like, uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I love you no too. No resolution. But, but no, what happens is, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, this was their only getaway mm-hmm. was that one book. And then it just abruptly ends. You know, I have uh, 
kids and adults that come in here that like Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. because they like that escapism of this sh- completely overpowered uh, female <laughs> mutant. <laughs> she's part squirrel. And... But she, I mean, she's also the one who can one-shot Galactus, right? And, they- <laughs> but they love that character, and suddenly I have to tell them, you know, they come here just specifically for that, that book. Issue. I'm like, uh, book has been canceled. Why? Uh, uh, quite frankly, I don't know. No. No. Uh, it just been canceled. And so you can see the disappointment. Now, couple that with, hey, I only ordered two of those books because you and so-and-so are the only ones that ordered that book. And it came in like this. Both of them came <laughs> balled up, you know, and were used as a filler for the box. I apologize. And, you know, you have to sit there and, and, and watch their face, like, and you're just like, damn it. It's because you, know? you care, Lou. That's awesome. Well, but, 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 but yeah. you, you take it more personal of now. Of course, of course. You know, I was pretty pissed off today. Uh, I had a customer come in. And he probably thinks that I'm an asshole. And I wasn't mad at him. I was mm-hmm. mad at Diamond. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was just raging because, you know, he had a couple of his books that he'd been waiting for. And they're all damaged, mm-hmm. you know. And then I got another customer that he uh, he's using this as part-time income where he flips these books, right? And He can't flip now, this one. Yeah, but now he has to order three of every book to ensure that he gets at least one mint one because mm-hmm. he knows that Diamond's going to screw up the order. Yeah. You know, so then I have to think about maybe I should just share the risk with this with this guy and say, okay, look, uh, I have some people that don't give a rat's ass if it's a nine, you know, if it has a little corner tick or something. I'll save that for that person who's a reader. Right. That's a reader right. copy. Absolutely. And you, know, and you get to know your that customers that are like that. Right. There are different ones. But, so. but uh, you know, it, it's still... Uh, Diamond has no risk in the game whatsoever while the shops absorb the rest of it. So I'm really glad that Lunar, TKO are, are returning that pressure back on Diamond where Diamond has to go back to its competitive roots. Uh, because when you've got competition, you know... It steps your game up. Yeah, because uh, what happens, right? Uh, 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 <laughs> you... You know, you're, you're sitting there with your wife. Everything's cool. Blowing your nose in your $100 bills. You let your, you let your belly, you let, you let your belly come pop out. And, uh, hey, you've been to my uh, house? You haven't, been, you haven't been doing your push-ups. You haven't been working you out. You have been to my and house. Then all of, and then all of a sudden, uh, your wife starts eyeballing the bodybuilder. <laughs> You know, because now you got competition. Now you got now competition. You got the, yeah. Now you got the guy that comes up and starts opening the door for your old lady and uh, uh, treating her right at work, and you're the asshole. And then you have to realize She's real go quick. Home too. Yeah, and then you realize real quick. I probably need to up my game and change some things in my life. Absolutely. Uh, you know, maybe I need to cut this, and maybe I need to tell her I love you a little bit more often. Yeah. And it's the wash same a with, dish every now and right. then. It's the same with business. It's right. the same with business. You know. Uh, if you're the only show in town, after a while, if you're not careful, you become complacent. You can be an asshole because you can tell your customer, well, if you don't like it, why don't you go to somewhere else? Oh, wait, there is no one else. Ha ha. You know, and if you fall into that, you know, now. Well, you shouldn't be in the business at that point. You shouldn't because, be in the business and that, at that that's point. The, that's the thing because it's like, you know, I. Uh, been in the game for a while, you know, never mm-hmm. on the retail side, always the customer side, right. but long enough to see what works. You know, I've seen in different stores, been to different, had pull boxes in lots of different comic book stores. Mm-hmm. And 
in the end, the comic book store doesn't sell comics. I know it sounds strange to think about it, but it doesn't. It sells a moment of a piece or a moment of entertainment. It sells an escape. It sells something to the customer that they want. You know, there's a desire there that's getting filled at the comic book store. So you're selling happiness. You know, that's that's what the comic book store sells. Right. And if you start seeing that as a, you know, if it's just about the sale of the book, yeah, you're you're you've almost signed your death warrant. Almost. Right. You know, if you're starting to step away from the fun of it, if you're stepping away from the passion of it. You're losing it. You're you're losing the, the interest at that point, and it'll come across. And it's true. You know, uh, I find myself <laughs> one side of the desk. Of one side. If I'm on one side of the counter, I'm pissed. If I go, <laughs> when I'm looking at the numbers and everything yeah. else, I'm looking at what I got screwed out of by the distributor. But then when I walk out from around there and I started walking around with the customers and oh. enjoying what they're enjoying, seeing things through their eyes, it's yeah, a whole different it's a whole story, different man. game, isn't it? You know, uh, uh, I felt really good getting rid of those damn tables, man. Those tables made me really mad seeing those things all the time. And now, that's progress. Uh, I think so. it's more uh, aesthetically pleasing. Yes, we got that. Uh, that rack uh, is amazing. I like it. I really do. You. And uh, we've got that social distancing uh, assured now mm-hmm. uh, out in the sales area because they there's plenty of room now. Yep. The tables were kind of making it a little difficult. So uh, we could still maintain it because we had the expansion, but you kind of had to choose. You know, you're going to be in the graphic novel section, up by the new books, or in the <laughs> back issue section. I'm glad we never got to the, okay, let's start setting arrows on the floor. And, you know, you stand here, hey, and you man, stand there. You right? know, we were almost there. And uh, uh, by the grace of God, we were able to, uh, uh, and thanks to our customers, man, our Patreons, the people that are just supporting the shop, we, we were able to avoid all that. So... Um, and, and not only that, we were able to get a Batman suit, man. You know, and you know, it's funny about that Batman suit because I've been joking to myself because I tend to entertain myself a little too much sometimes. But I was thinking, you know, I need a Robin, right? But if you're going to recruit a Robin, I pride myself on being truthful, right? So which and, Robin would you uh, be recruiting? Here's the problem with recruiting a Robin. you got to really tell them the job description. And which job description do you give them? Do you give them the New 52 description? Or do you give them the Adam West description? Are you the Burt Ward Robin? Right. Or are you, which Robin and, are we talking about here? Now let's talk Dick Grayson? Well, let's talk about Burt Ward Robin. I think that that's probably... I would venture that the Burt Ward Robin is worse than the... Jason Todd Robin. Let me qualify oh, this. Feel free to chime in in the comments there, yes, listeners. This please. this would be very interesting to hear your take on it. I came up with a theory about 25 <laughs> years ago, and I stand by it today. He would say and speak like someone who has who's been punch drunk. You okay. know, the... <laughs> Oh, one, too many cow, Batman. one too many biffs, Batman. One too many biffs, pow, yeah, and sockos to yeah. bed. Holy cow, Batman. Uh, golly gee, Batman. <laughs> Nobody speaks like that, right? And the reason I believe that that was the result of him being punch drunk, think about this. This is a fact. Argue with me if you want. <laughs> if you look at the old Adam West episodes, Robin was typically thrown into the battle first. Well, yes, you, you always swing him into <laughs> yeah, the battle of course, first. Of course. It's to help me. 
And almost <laughs> every episode, almost every episode, what happened? Robin was knocked unconscious almost every episode. Not really good for a gymnast, would you know? So, Think about it. If you're a sidekick that is being knocked unconscious, beaten every, unconscious, you are, you're like you're the every red shirt. You're the red encounter shirt for, for like 20 years. I, I don't remember how long that, that show ran, but every episode, Robin is unconscious and found tied up every episode. <laughs> He's going to sustain some significant brain damage that's going to re- result in him speaking the way he was. I, I bet you he actually spoke pretty pretty normal prior to that. Come on, Batman, let's stomp these fools out. And that's after how he started. While, yeah, he started off like that, and, and then he ended up after Golly G. several seasons. Jolly, what? holy bat. <laughs> holy, holy bat. Whooping I took Batman, you know. I mean, just like he was. That's right. Then you know, right I was like, "That's right, Robin. That's right, Robin." <laughs> back now to you, the Batcave. Now you back to the Batcave. Now you get back in there. You, you get back, back in, in there. there. Let the Riddler take that. You take that hit from. I need to see Bat Dad. I need to see some more words across the screen before I step in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like. Watch every time he had Robin initiate the combat. It was usually Robin getting hit, or he'd swing him into people. Well, that was very strategic on Batman's part. You know, well, you're, yeah. you're, you, you you sacrifice some assets to wear out the enemy, and then come in and you know sweep him out. So, so with that being said, <laughs> so Jason Todd, you feel Jason Todd? Now Jason Todd got, got beaten to death and then resurrected, and then he became a really cool Red Hood Red character. Hood, yeah. All right, uh, Burt Ward. <laughs> But that never happened. Never, never happened to Bert. He, no. he, he's still walking around aimlessly somewhere. Is he still alive? I think he still is. is he still uh, alive? Adam West died, but yeah, I, I think Bert Ward's still, Ward's still alive. Yeah, yeah Adam West went on to do voicing, voiceover for uh, the Family Guy, yep. playing himself as a mayor. <laughs> Bert Ward, not so no, successful. You don't hear, yeah, not so successful. You wonder, he's trying to make it to the head. <laughs> He walks into Comic Con, people start swinging on him. <laughs> I met this guy cosplaying as Burt Ward. <laughs> hey, can you just this for me? Him as soon as he walks into he walks into the comic shop, people instinctively try to kick him. You know, <laughs> Jeez, poor guy, poor dude, never caught a break all these years. So recruiting for a Robin is going to be it's going to be tough, you're, you're, definitely. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you what, it's going to take a real man to you know jump into those leathers, hey, hey, <laughs> leather, a, leather pants. I, in there. I don't care what anybody says. I still think that Ben Affleck was a was a good Batman. He was the victim of um, of a direction bad right. Yeah, direction. Right. You know, yeah. they didn't follow through. Let's see what the Snyder cut is. Well, and that's the thing. That you know, everybody's talking about that right now, right? It might be. Yeah, it that might, might be. be where everyone's like. Okay, I think Ben Affleck might have been one of the better Batmans if the Snyder Cut comes through. Because, you know, of all the guys that played Batman, I think Ben Affleck was one of the few that took it, like, super serious. He was working out. Yeah. No, I liked liked the the Dark Trilogy series, okay? I think that was a great turn away from the camp. You know, the campy stuff that was happening before Mm -hmm. that with the Tim Burton's. I mean, they made some really interesting props and effects, but I just feel like it, it became too much... Of continuation of the Batman TV series, it was well, it wasn't a place yeah, that you could yeah, imagine yeah. yourself in, right? You know, the right. Gotham City of neon was yeah. not the place you could imagine yourself in. But you know, the Dark Knight, you could imagine a city like Gotham. Yes. You, you recognize yes. an alleyway and train systems and stuff. Right, so it right. became more relatable. Um, so I really like that. But I do think, in that terms of appearance, scene, that fight the scene, fight, the fight scene, Ben Affleck fight scene was it was awesome. phenomenal. I really did like yeah, it. The, him fighting Superman, okay, it is what it is, but 
It, okay, it, the that weekend, wasn't too bad. The, the Martha the, thing was ridiculous. The Martha thing was ridiculous. But, but the fight scenes when he goes to save Martha. Yes. That oh, was that was legit. Kick. That, that was, was kick. A legit. I was excited about that. Yeah. That was really good uh, fight choreography. choreography. It was very entertaining. It's what I felt Batman would mm-hmm. be, right? Well, and I think, you wasn't know. wasn't that the the first time I think we've seen someone else, Alfred in this case, but just someone else remote controlling a vehicle? Yeah, that was cool. And too. I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, yeah. you think about it, if he's got Alfred, you know, I think the... Uh, well, Alfred's Iron, supposed to Jeremy have, Irons, I think, was the is the actor who right. played Alfred with Ben Affleck. And Alfred, Alfred had, uh, uh, is supposed to have military background, right? Too. Right, and it kind of got overlooked. A medic, right? Or I don't remember which army surgeon or something. But he well, has someone chime back. in, you know, let us know because yeah, neither he, one of us can remember. Yeah, he's medical back. Uh, he had a he he military background, but I think he was like a medic or something. But seeing a remote yeah. that allowed Batman, so it became another asset Batman could use, which would so fit Batman's persona. You know, the idea yeah. that he's really able to be tactical and strategic and, and use his resources. Right, so right. I think it's awesome. Not getting into who's better game, but I really think that that showed more of Batman's breadth of being able to do things. Right. So. And, uh, I, uh, I'm I'm excited about the Snyder Cut. I want to see. I it. am too. I, I want to see too. it. I'm going to give it a shot. Absolutely. Okay. But Let's get on topic then, yeah. since we're already talking about Batman. Yes. Favorite Batmobile. And you'll hear us talk about it, but I'd like to know what your guys' favorite Batmobiles from the movies and animated series and TV show all included. Which do you guys feel was the best Batmobile? All right, Lou? All right. I'll give you my top two. Okay. Number one, the animated series. I Very stretched that. out look. Very yeah. stretched out. That... Uh, um, what they call that time? That uh, not noir, but what? What would that sure seem like it though? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I like that time period. That uh, there's a term for it that escapes me right now. But that that what the animated series captured, which was like kind of that uh, uh, the old school. Yeah, it was very angular dr- drawn Batman I though. It was kind of crazy. I, I was like, know, I just, y- 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 they talk about they talk about how women are drawn and at waist they could never support their upper body. Well, I always saw yeah. the animated Batman the same way. It's like, good lord, the guy's got shoulders that can't get through a door, right. and he's got the waist of like my calf. He's like a triangle. The voice acting, yes. the storyline. Yeah, it was a great that, series. That's I'm not what, arguing if they that. Ever, yeah. If they could translate that into the movies, it'd be a done deal. <laughs> But uh, uh, and then my second one, I mean, it's just uh, because I thought it was just totally awesome. Was the Tumblr the the um, what the hell was the name of the actor um, who played Batman? Well, it was uh, uh, Morgan Freeman was uh, right, uh, uh, Mr. Fox who provided him that. But oh god. The Tumblr is realistic. If you think about it, you yeah. think about all the Batmobiles that have been in existence. The one that seems grounded the most, the one that seems possible the most, is the Tumblr. We've all seen Humvees and we've seen assault vehicles in the in, you right. know, in media and in, in news. It's like so that one seems like we could almost build something like that today. You right. know, it was like state of the art, and then a little, just a little bit more. It's like realistic. You know, right, if somebody right. had an R and D that was limitless. Yeah, you could get the tum- you could get to the Tumblr from today. Right, right. right. So that's awesome. All right, personally, well, yes, I still. I still to this day, I even bought the Lego set for it. I, I still to this day, the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile is the iconic one for me. Uh, it's just the, with the Mike, you know, Michael Keaton Bat, Batman. Okay. Um, I really just, I love the, the turbine motor that, you yeah, know, in the front, yeah. the, the, the intake. And that's, sure, it looked, when it went to, uh, oh, what was it? 
the guy who did the bat nipples. I forgot the actor. Oh, he um, was in ER. He's done uh, a lot of. Oh, uh, oh um, George Clooney. George Clooney. His if I, or it was the Val Kilmer. The one that had the really no, tall. No, George Clooney. But it had the really tall Clooney. fin on the Batmobile. Yeah. It was like you could see it wobble the in the shot. Yeah, the shark fin. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. I'm done with that. You yeah. know. But the 1989, it just it really looked sleek. It looked really incredible. I mean, I just you saw it and you just go, "Wow, Batman's here!" So I yeah. really, really did like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I liked it. Um, I liked it. I didn't like super love <laughs> it, but okay. I liked it. I liked it. I did like that one. Uh, yeah, the turbine and everything. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, like for me. But then the again, streets. you know, my I did a lot of time in the military as a flyer. So for me, the idea of jets was yeah, just yeah, really incorporating that into a vehicle on the ground. It's like right. all I saw was this really big engine and a guy sitting on the back of it, kind of like out of. Uh, um, oh, what was the? I'm really bad with movies. I can tell you, it's it's a classic movie. Um, Doctor Strangelove. It's like the guy uh, riding the missile at the end. Uh, <laughs> you know, the cowboy hat, the auto bomb gets dropped, and he's just, yeah, right? <laughs> to me, the Batmobile with the turbine engine kind of just reminds, like, the man's on the back of a rocket engine, and it's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, uh, that but turn, oh, yeah, because uh, when he would turn that big, he used a grappling hook, He right? did, yeah. That's, yep. that's how he could yeah, turn. that was pretty cool. That Michael was, Keaton doing it. Okay, I, I'll agree that was pretty cool. But everybody, And that's the thing. Yeah. Here we are, diversity. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. We can discuss it. We both love it, though. And yeah, then yeah, we yeah. both love yeah, you know, the, 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 the universe the, that yeah, it was created. Yeah, that Batman universe. Uh, uh, the um, Let me see. Uh, the new one that they're leaking, which is kind of like a muscle car. I haven't seen it. I really saw the leaks of the engine. motorcycle, but I didn't see no, the leaks of the car. The images of the car. Uh, I'm sure that they'll modify it a little bit mm-hmm. more. You know, uh, with uh, special effects and stuff, but that car look—it's just—it it looks like a maybe like a uh, a cross between a Mustang and a Camaro, but the engine's in the back, mm-hmm. and it is a looks like a V10 <laughs> in the back, completely souped up. Huh. So yeah, that car. Well, what kid hasn't dreamed yeah, about driving along? Yeah. I, yeah, I was drawing these as kids. I don't know about you, but drive along and then you hit a switch on your on, a, on your steering wheel and a missile pops out of the side yeah. or a machine gun pops up. It's well, like, like that game. Uh, uh, you guys ever played that game Spy Hunter? Spy Hunter, yeah. yes, absolutely. With the oil okay, now we're we're, we're aging yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. arcade game. What's that, Lou? What's yeah, an arcade oh, game? <laughs> you know, what's that, an arcade? Point, I've never heard that at word. At one point, at one point, I considered. Uh, uh, having some arcade machines up here, oh. I can get a hold of a of a of a uh, that uh, I think it's a is it Camco versus Capcom? Uh, Capcom versus uh, Marvel, Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, now, that would be a good that one. game in the shop. I'd have it here for sure. <laughs> um, but I don't want to pay what it's worth. No, the game well, the shipping of it alone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to ship- find it already here. Yeah, <laughs> what is likely? Yeah, because there was a place out here that had an arcade and uh, it just failed. Uh, but uh, it'd be kind of cool to have one of those back here in the VIP area in the back cave. Oh, it would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? You, then you, and yeah. somebody would be like, I hear noises coming from somewhere, but what is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's just just people being cool. <laughs> okay, but remember, quarter rule is in effect. You have to put your quarter up. Oh, remember that? <laughs> you had to put your quarter, your quarter up. Was your quarter. You don't get to play yeah, next. You don't get to play next if your quarter was up. I remember the quarter rule. The quarter rule. Yeah. See, oh, again. You play next. Yeah, da- I remember da- that. Dating, oh our, dating ourselves here. Do, yeah. do we have time? I want to get to the, the, the reason why all these props were out here. Yes, let's all do right. it. All right. 
we were talking about the Batmobile, how iconic it is. And I got to thinking, you know, there are just some things in the comic book universes, DC, Marvel, all of them, you know, combined, that are just so iconic that a person who probably had no interest in comic books would still recognize. It's so much in our society right now. Right. And so I took some time and I got to thinking, what would make a top 10 list? I know everybody loves top 10 lists, right? But, you know, I got to think, what would make a top 10 list that I could mention to just about anybody and they would recognize the character or the story? Okay. okay. Now, some of these are going to be more recent because of the movies. Obviously, the MCU really did expand a lot of people's awareness. Right. Um, some are going to show the people that have probably been around the comic book world a little longer. But uh, starting with my number 10, the surfboard. Oh, yeah. Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer, right? I mean, it's it's so much a part of that character. It, it, the power cosmic, right? But it's the board that really everybody thinks about. <laughs> I thought you were going to start acting and jump up on the table. No. <laughs> no, but I am doing my Hulk impression. I'm trying not to bang on the table. Okay. Hulk smash. So for, you know, for me, number 10 was the surfboard. I think anybody would be more likely to recognize that. I mean, you really have to be a part of comics. We had the Fantastic Four movies that, that, that well, introduced that. Plus so has introduced a lot of new people to it now because the, they have the Silver Surfer uh, uh, animated series oh, on Oh, okay. Right that might yeah. help that. And that series, that animated series is very loyal to the Jack Kirby uh, nice. artwork. Nice. Well, that would be awesome to really watch. Cool. I've had a lot of people comment that they love the story on that. I'll have to look but, that one okay, up. So number, number nine. nine. Number nine. Motorcycle. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, right? Yeah. Now, I'm partial to the chain myself, or the Night fiery Hawk. chain. Oh, no, that was uh, a, that was an actual TV show. <laughs> Night Hawk? It was like Night the, the motorcycle no. kit. Okay, I digress. Let's get That's back okay. to Ghost Rider. That's okay. You remember Airwolf? Yeah, oh, dude. Okay, I mean, the music was just... The okay, music, we, you can, we, we just went off the rails. We did, here. we Let's did. Get All back. Right. Okay, so. But Ghost Rider's Ghost motorcycle, Rider. motorcycle, obviously. Yes. I'm partial to the Danny Ketch. So for me, the chains, the incorporation of the chains in the costume was amazing. Never was really fond of the huge spikes. I'm like, how's the guy turn his head? But right. the motorcycle is iconic. I think if you mention motorcycles on fire, on fire, tires on fire, people will get really quick, right? Lantern. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think oh, there's there's yeah. there's some knowledge with that. I know that. Is it, what? Uh, and brightest day and darkest night, night, no evil shall escape my sight. For those who fear, oh, for no, for those who worship evil's might, might beware my, my power. power green lantern's light. light. Ah, well done, oh. well oh, done. Yeah. Oh, Some yeah. street cred there. Yeah, Some street yeah, cred. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, Ryan Reynolds. I know he tries to. You know, never divorce in the hood, though. We, 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 I, <laughs> didn't get you I anything did. Yeah, yeah. It was about halfway through. They were halfway through. They were already on me. I'd have to put hands on them. Well, speaking of hands. Claws. Wolverine? Wolverine. Now, that's a tricky one because some people, depending on what they really read, could do yeah. Black Panther. But I, if I had just showed you a picture of three claws, yeah, almost immediately. I think Wolverine. anybody. Iconic, yeah. Iconic, Wolverine. right? Yeah. So now we're getting to you know number six. The hammer. Yeah. Um, this actual man. Yeah, that's kind of heavy, actually. And it's also signed by Walt Simonson. Holy one of the One of the uh, writers in, of... of uh, I, I got it. I got it signed at a uh, convention by yeah. him years ago. Got that little oath there. Yeah, yeah. and it's weighty. Uh, it's weighty. It is weighty. Whoever well, apparently- holds the hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Look at that. Well, you held the hammer, but I don't know. Do you have the power of Thor? <laughs> Oh, no. I just hope not to get struck by lightning. It's just story, it is story outside. outside. Right now, yeah. Here I am banging on the table here. That's oh, worse. So, yeah, I think uh, the popularity of the movies really brought that into the, the public's eye. Those even who weren't even into comic books 
Yeah. I mean, the success of the, the Thor Ragnarok movies and what MCU has been doing has, has been great, okay. obviously. All right, now we're in the top five. Lasso. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, Wonder right? Um, it, was, it was interesting that... You know, you're, you're looking, and you know, obviously the environment where I was trying to see, hey, do we have a... F-? I didn't approach this list trying to find a female character, but it is interesting to note that yeah. there really is a powerful female character, maybe not a lot of them, but she does crack the top ten. She's part of the Trinity, the, DC, right. the DC Trinity, right. if you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, the lasso is, a, is almost before, a giveaway. Before uh, Miss Marvel, before Captain Marvel, yeah. before all of these, uh, 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 before Spider-Woman, it was Wonder Woman. It was it's Wonder always Woman. been Wonder Woman. I mean, she had a TV series. Days. Again, I grew up watching that, Linda too. Carter. So, oh. yeah. First Still crush. good today. Still, First crush. Yours, too? That and... Buck Rogers, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, oh, Colonel oh, Deering. Uh, Colonel Deering, yeah. Okay, okay, okay sorry. Well, I'm getting in trouble what at home number now. We at now? <laughs> We're at number four. Number four. Now, this top four is going to be like dead giveaways. Iron Man's mask. Oh, uh, yeah. You can pull someone yeah. off the street and say, "Hey, do you recognize this image?" They're going to know it. You know, it's and for that for that uh, motorcyclist that I've seen a couple of times out here in the valley with that helmet, dude. You're dope. I love it. <laughs> you found yeah, one. He's actually riding with a guy one. riding with uh, oh, Iron Man helmet. He should man. take it. He should upload a pic. Oh, he should upload God. a pic I, with I, that I helmet. I keep trying to take a photo, but he's speeding. He's speeding. Hey, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure he's law abiding. <laughs> Motorcyclist, right, right. Uh, but if that helmet on a mission, is dope. If you could slow down just enough for me to take a picture, that'd be dope. <laughs> or come by the shop, and uh, we will absolutely take a photo of you. I'll give you a free comic book if you come by the shop with that helmet on. Oh, there you go. That yeah. would be awesome. Have it oh, in the yeah. shop, oh, right? Yeah. Keep going. All right. Superman's S. I had oh, to struggle yeah. with that, but every because Superman is so iconic, but he doesn't have an object associated with him. If you think about it, he yeah. doesn't have a hammer. He doesn't have a mask. There's the really. Case- the cape. Well, actually, it's funny that that was what my wife picked. She said the cape. There's and, arguments about. So has Superman always had an S on his cape? You know what? I don't know that the original. At least when I say original, I think of well, uh, Reeves. Comics one. Oh, did, okay. Did he have an S on his cape? I have to look pictures without of him, googling. Without googling, I, I I don't think he did. I'm gonna say no. I don't think he did. I think that no. was something that came later. Yeah. I still to this day and think I the black Superman the costume I, I is think the best. The, the, the red cape, uh, sim- symbology wise, whether it be the actual S symbol or the red, cape, just the red cape. The I red think cape. Right. Superman. I think you're right. Okay, I'll adjust that. I'll put red cape on there. Yeah. All right, we already talked about it. Another one that anybody sees: the Batmobile. I mean, that's yeah. just a dead giveaway, right? Although, interestingly enough, I just watched the. Uh, uh, hey, we're even talking about this one. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, who bought that recently? Oh, um, what's his name? Jay Leno has one, doesn't he? I actually, I'm not sure if he's got the the, the, the Adam West one, the 1960s one. Yeah. But I, do, I did see that the 1989 Tim Burton, the one I like. Yeah. Yeah, if I had half a million dollars, I could get one. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. <laughs> don't know where I'm driving yeah, around yeah. here. But <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The Adam West one, uh, how much is that one selling for? I don't know. I haven't yeah. really looked lately, but I, I like that There's one, several too. of them out there, though. Yeah. I saw, I saw one on the uh, the TV series, The Comic Book Man. One guy brought it in. Yeah. You know, there's guys that just, I'm sure we have them up here. Pawn Stars, too, I think, too. They had one, maybe. Yeah. People who yeah. just like to juice up their vehicles and, you know, and mess, make them yeah. nice. But, I, no, I think I, I think these were uh, ones from the set. Oh, from the actual set. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't kits that they 
added on later. They were like legit. Oh, nice. Someone had like one that was actually autographed by Adam West <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, okay, You're, I'm gonna need a moment. If, yeah, if yeah, I if yeah, I yeah, actually yeah, sat yeah. in that, I was gonna be like. I really don't want to get it dirty. Yeah, Can someone yeah, hand no me a napkin? Yeah, that, that's right up there with the uh, Knight Rider kid. You know? Oh, yeah. that's another one, man. Yeah. If I got to sit in that and it talked to me. Yeah, done. I'm, okay. Done. Bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> or a semi-truck with uh, the voice actor for Optimus Prime. Oh. I'm good with that, too. God, it just makes us weird. But, hey, I get <laughs> something about that. If I could get if I can get my Google or Alexa or Siri to do the Optimus Prime voice. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, for hey, you, for out you there in the developer developers out there, yes. make an Optimus Prime voice. <laughs> Siri, iOS. iOS Siri, what, it yeah. doesn't matter. You're winning. <laughs> the first the first one to do that wins, hands down. Yeah, is it time for yeah. me to go there, uh, you know, Optimus? Roll out. Roll out. <laughs> Transform Done. and roll Done. out. Done. All right. We are now at the number one. That's and before I say the number one, I would really like to hear what you guys, your top tens are for icons of superheroes. And that's the thing. It's like from TV series, comic books, just something mm-hmm. that really does be, you know, is associated specifically to the, the superhero. I mean, right. I know there's a lot of possibilities. This was the this was the one I just thought of off the cuff. Right. It was a shower thought. You know, everyone's yeah, ideas yeah, come yeah, to yeah, the yeah, shower, yeah, right? right? right. All right, so number one, the circular shield, red, white, and blue. Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. And I think that is almost international. Well, yeah. I think literally almost like Superman. I think that is – you could show Captain America in any country around the world, that shield, and they'll know at least something that that character – It is funny that you say that because we literally – so in that collection that we put out uh, – uh, Yesterday and today, actually, we uh, and we still have more books. We mm-hmm. probably have another six thousand books we haven't even we have yet. We put out an additional six hundred plus books into the back of street bins. That's why those things are packed right now, and uh, we're standing. I mean, there's a few down here. There's, there's a, a few, few under the table that too. Gone out yet? Uh, yeah, we've got several long boxes under our feet right now. <laughs> but still, I mean, and in that, I found. Three crazy books. The first one, and I'm not saying them in the order of craziness. I'm saying them <laughs> how it comes to mind. So there's no rank here. All right. Mr. T autographed. The first issue of Mr. T autographed. <laughs> signed, by up, signed by Mr. T. <laughs> that was crazy. Did, did you see chain marks on it? Dude, there you go, gold yo, chain. <laughs> I was laughing at the same time. I was geeking out. I paid a fool. It doesn't sign this and for it me. Wasn't, it wasn't Marvel. It was an independent uh, publisher. Yeah. And then there was, um, okay, the second one, which is hysterical. Um, Cron, uh, Blunt Man and Chronic, their first like cover appearance ever, and it was like Oni Press. <laughs> we have that that we found in there. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Shout Kevin out to Kevin Smith, Smith. and uh, uh, you know, uh, Mules, Jason Mules, <laughs> Jason Mules, and then. Uh, uh, <laughs> we Blood butchered this last name, I'm sure. And the third one, oh, now this one's not funny. It was iconic, which reminds me of what you just spoke about right. for iconic symbols Death of Captain America. Yes. That, that is the first time that book has come through the shop. Yeah, I remember you showing me and that. And I remember one. that people had. People had gone out of their way to comic book shops to purchase that book. That was they, a huge they, moment. There was a lot of rumors going, you know, a lot right. of talk, I'd say, going around on that one when that hit. Yeah. It was a big, big deal. Yeah, not, that, not as big as Superman, 
but no, still, no, it was, they, but it was, it but was, it was still there. a big deal in the yeah. community, and even other people who weren't in it were still coming to the stores to looking for yeah, it. Yeah, so. I've seen uh, uh, documentaries and stuff about comic book shops where some shops were talking about, yeah, uh, Death of Captain America, you know, they had customers that came in to pick up that book, and they never saw the customers again after that. They, right. they specifically came in to get that book, and they left. Right, and so right. We found that book here too, so that's going to be a cool awesome. One. I'm, that I'm is gonna cool. That, I, I'm going to send that one off to get graded and uh, uh, have it available at the shop here because that was a cool one. That is, like, it is really, it is really. Yeah. A, it was but an iconic the, moment. That's too. the kind of stuff that you find. Yep. In these collections, that really cool, man. Yeah, and you know yeah. they're not, they may not be the variant covers, but there's, and I think that's that's. Okay, I mean it's still yeah. a very cool story. It's a cool moment. It's yeah. a, it's almost like a, a touchstone. It's like I remember where I was when, you yeah, know, kind of moment for absolutely. the people, and it's yeah. awesome. So that that, uh, yeah. So you got the shield there, autographed yeah. by Stanley. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I was fortunate uh, to get that. Actually, option. I'm not strapped. Uh, you're not strapped. Then grab that shield. Then let's. Show the, oh. Well, yeah. yeah, well, well next, next time. time, next time. Yeah. Okay, three honorable mentions for icons, yeah. non-serious ones, because I had fun with this, right? Yeah. Sword. Sword? Oh, He-Man. <laughs> I thought you might have said Conan. I'm proud of you, because that's what I was thinking was He-Man. Yeah. I'm so, anybody who watched, grew up. There's so many <laughs> Red Sonja fans disappointed with me right now. <laughs> Amy's just punching walls right now. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, All right, yeah. let's go reach back. This is what we're going to have to reach back for. Okay. The Wooden Club. I'll give you a hint. Hanna-Barbera. Oh, Captain Caveman. Captain Caveman. Okay. Caveman. For those of you who were born any time after 1980, <laughs> yeah. probably didn't see this one a whole lot. But Captain yeah, Caveman Captain was kind Caveman. of kind of a Greek yeah, guy. You know, yeah. It was the Wooden Club, and yeah. it was the hairy dude. It was like Cousin <laughs> It. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, and then the other, the fun one. Shoulder pads and pouches, ammo pouches everywhere on the costume. Who does that make you think of? Well, anything with uh, uh, young bloods. I just busy with Rob Liefeld. (laughs) I mean, if you were in the boom in the 90s, it was, for whatever reason, every superhero, Jim Lee with the X-Men in the beginning, had shoulder pads that didn't let them go through doors and... (laughs) Ammo pouches that had no purpose. You know, you had characters that didn't have weapons had ammo pouches around their legs, around oh their God. waist. They were all over. Well, all right, so with that we're going to wrap it up for us today. And uh, next episode, we'll have uh, the lovely Amy Joe on. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Next week, guys. Take care. You just listened to the Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.aegiscomicsalaska.com.